0: Welcome to Sound Values, powered in part by LSA Burger and Classic of Denton. The views and opinions expressed by the show hosts and their guests are those of the show hosts and guests, and not necessarily those of the sponsors, DentonRadio.com, or the Denton Convention and Visitors Bureau. For more information, visit the Policies and Procedures page at DentonRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in live tonight on DentonRadio.com. We are broadcasting out of the beautiful Discover Denton Welcome Center. And I am chilling with the man right here, my homie. Y'all know him. His name is Zay LaVie. Hanging out tonight. What's How Bobby? you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How man? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for coming on the show tonight, man. It's your first time on um i'm excited to have you perform your, your the newest track that that you sent me man and uh for those who don't know why don't you go ahead and tell them what the name of the track is let them know
1: um i just dropped a song called i'm no soldier
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's right, right. And and that's there you me. go
1: and so if people want to like just right off the bat people are like oh okay cool but they want to find it where do they go and look it up um honestly anywhere uh but apple music spotify soundcloud are you know the top three for sure mm-hmm. um hit up my instagram and you can find like a, a hyperlink that'll take you to Nice. Platform as well. And of course, Zay is spelled Z-A-Y-L-A-V-I-E. Now, let's kind of like jump
0: into the conversation now that we've done the promo stuff at the beginning. um, So, man, you and I have always kind of known each other through making music and the music scene as well, but we've never really kind of sat down and have a conversation about how you came to mixing and making music and all that kind of stuff. So let's kind of get into that, man. Now, if, if I want to ask you a question is if you had to kind of think of like your first musical memory you know the first time Mm. you remember music making an impact on yourself or people around you what would you like where does your where's your mind go
1: so for me it's like it definitely goes back to and this is why i wanted i actually wanted my dad to pull up with me because i knew i'd probably get asked this question and so that's a a special thing for me because he's the one that got me into music in the first Mm -hmm. place and so he's been djing 25 30 years and so when i was little little i mean i was already getting exposed to all these sounds and not really knowing what was going on with them, mm. but I just knew that, like, if he liked it, I liked it too, yeah was
0: there, Yeah, that was how it was. Was there a specific, like, was he a certain type of DJ, or did he kind of play the, all the genres, or kind of, like, fit the crowd,
1: that so kind of thing? So, back then, he was primarily hip-hop, and so, like, I was growing up listening to, like, a lot of, like, Notorious, um, and, you know, just, like, a lot of West Coast rap, but I think when I first started really becoming vivid with music, like, when I first started to realize what I was hearing mm-hmm. was... Um, like in elementary school because I started coming across like E40 and be legit and people like that from the mm-hmm. Bay area. Cause that's where yeah. we lived. And I w- I'm from Vallejo, American Kenyan. Okay. And so, um, and he had, my dad has subs. He had two twelves in the back of his car at all times. Nice. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> I'd get stolen. He'd get, he'd get a <laughs> get new set. More, yeah. yeah. And so when I was feeling that bass, that's when I first, like my ears first started re- really responding. Like, what is this? Like what am I, what am I feeling in me? You know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, E40, Base heavy yeah bass heavy guitar. so so was it more like did you kind of
0: connect with the beats more than, than the lyrics with the beats. yeah just yeah. like the way that because ba- there's
1: even a moment where with my dad and my mom we were in the car and i'm like hey listen to me rap and i start beatboxing and they're like what <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I man like yeah. i remember i when uh my mom found um that i had bought Ludacris's
0: word of mouth mm-hmm. which has some questionable songs oh, on right. there i mean it's a great yeah. like it's an awesome album but you know, there are awesome. Quote, I think if I found my 13 year old son bumping it, I'd, I might take it from him. But my mom was like, I don't like the lyrics, <laughs> they're pretty explicit, so she took it from me. But I tried to explain to her that I didn't even hear the lyrics, it was all about like the beats, right? You know, like the way that the beats
1: felt in certain tracks just were so bumping and like powerful. And know, I try to explain that to people too. Sometimes I'll play them a song and it's like sonically perfect, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I don't like the lyrics, but I'm like, don't listen to the lyrics, yeah,
0: <laughs> pretend like there's nothing
1: being said, yeah, you know. So, what is it like? You, you know, you, you're kind of getting
0: into hip hop, but what got you into like I guess the science of sound in a Because that's really what you do. You don't just make beats, you mix, yeah. you master, you do also what got you into the science of sound?
1: That's what's crazy is this whole path has just been every turn has been unexpected because from the beginning I was always like a very to myself kind of person, didn't like didn't ever picture myself being on stage. Parents never tried to tell me like, oh, you should like make music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that. So how I fell into that was, you know, I had an interest in instruments. In elementary school I, obviously everybody starts with the recorder yeah you know <laughs> playing hot cross buns yeah and so naturally i went from that to like clarinet for like a year and a half okay in middle school but then seventh grade i'm like wait i really like drums and i just seen nick cannon do his thing on drumline oh nice so let okay me, let me try this out and so you know i slowly tried to get worse at clarinet so my teacher would <laughs> let me switch <laughs> And eventually ended up in percussion. Sabotaged himself so yeah. he could get to percussion. That's awesome. Worked
0: out. Do and what then, it
1: takes. Do what it takes. <laughs> and so Drumline was inspiring me. So I was like, I knew Drumline had to be the next step in high school. Okay. And so um, that was a move. But then I found out I was moving to Texas, which although that wasn't like what I wanted at the time, mm. it actually turned out to be great because we, we moved to an area where Drumline is like highly competitive, take it very seriously and so where was that uh over in frisco texas okay yeah. yeah and so i just got thrown into the mix with all of that because i think the best uh school in the state at the time was centennial and that was like around the corner mm, nice and our teacher was from that that's okay. School. so he he came over Working and he was high class yeah nice so they weren't easy to get along with either but i mean they definitely like pushed us to be better mm-hmm. humans in general yeah yeah just you know? better pe- yeah
0: not just at drumming but in life yeah you know
1: uh, and so you you start
0: with drumline and you know kind of you start and to so kind of incorporate hip hop you're liking and listening to that music right. and then as you got you know and now you're like oh wait i can i can do this now
1: yep. you know and so in in high school too you know obviously I, i'm having this obsession with different kinds of music at the same time a lot of and a lot of drake a lot of like Trey songs stuff like that mm-hmm. you know just stuff that was like really like emotive and just where the beats were just so like dark and like moody you know mm-hmm. i just loved that and so um i get to college and I decided, okay, well, I don't know if I can make what I need to to really survive just off drum doing drumline, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that that made me kind of nervous. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I could do uh, business. So I tried that. Um, and something felt like it was missing for the whole first semester. Mm-hmm. And so that's when um, my friend actually, he was exposing me to electronic music throughout this time, mm-hmm. taking me to different shows, venues in Dallas. And believe it or not, electronic music was like the – The fire that set everything off for me because I was like, if we take these sounds that people are creating, which first of all, there's things I've never even heard before that people are making. Mm -hmm. When we apply those to hip hop or whatever, it's like, this is a whole new world. Mm -hmm. And so I I got obsessed with like people like Zed's Dead and trying to figure out like how they make what they make. Oh, yeah. And so um, got Ableton at the end of that first semester Mm -hmm. and just just got going. Man, I was this like,
0: that's how I felt. I remember going. And seeing pretty lights, I saw pretty lights at a music festival. Um, I came, I was literally seeing a, I was seeing a string band, Yonder Mountain String Band, which was a great show, super fun. But it's bluegrass, you know. Mm-hmm. These guys are talented; it's awesome. And I walked out of this tent, and I heard the sound, and I was like, okay, I got to find that music. And I went, I found it. And it was Pretty Lights, and it was this blend of, like you're saying, these electronic sounds with funk and hip hop and samples, yep. and it was this. It was some. It was the music that I always wanted to hear. Right. Where I was like, what? Like the, the music we never know we even need. Yeah. Like oh know? my gosh, this. Is, and so that, like, just like you were saying, like that electronic music is what got me into it. And I would still, you know, I still consider my stuff, especially when I'm not sample. Like if I don't sample like old school funk and I just make it for myself, it definitely can have like sometimes a jazz, but an electronic feel to it. I try to smash the jazz that I like and then the the ED, or the electronic music, right. not EDM per se. You know, like for instance like i always loved a guy kill paris
1: i loved mm-hmm. his music I, didn't I, wanna, I remember Kill Paris. i didn't
0: want to sound like kill paris but i wanted to know how he did some of the things that he did
1: mm-hmm. you know so taking like no of course because that's that's where it begins mm-hmm. like for zed's dead they would do these crazy things where they would like take these female vocals and put them on this like like real like dubstep future bass beat mm-hmm. and just the way that expressed itself on its own i don't know it's just just the it's fact right. that people can create yeah. so much expression and to see a crowd react the way they do when there's no words sometimes too, just yeah, through my mind. just you know? through noise. And for coming from band, that was like a really big thing because it always felt like band didn't get all the attention it, it deserved unless you were going to something someplace mm-hmm. super official like DCI. Yeah, yeah. You know. So it started
0: with you know you seeing electronic music and you want to figure out okay how is how are they doing that up there? Um, when did you kind of and you always kind of have a love for hip hop and R like and B like you Right. Were and keep in
1: mind, I missed a very important part of me coming up was my dad had briefly got me into djing okay i was like 12 or 13 before we moved here okay and so i even dj like an elementary school dance nice. when i was like 13 okay sweet. <laughs> elementary school yeah so, so
0: when did you start to sit down and like learn how to mix because like i said the mixes okay, yeah. are clean you yeah. know, which is something that, I appreciate that a lot of people, you know, a lot, there's a lot of very talented musicians out there. And like a lot of people love the creative part, mm-hmm. but then where they run into a problem is when all of a sudden you got to start mixing, increasing volumes, making stuff full and big, but not distorted and maintaining those dynamics. You know, you don't want your piano, you know, cause you might start off, you go and you, your, your waveform's this big and you need it that right. big, you know? And then all of a sudden you listen, you're like, Oh my gosh, that piano's harsh. So mm-hmm. how do you keep it soft and smooth and well-structured? But, essentially loud enough for it to bump, Mm -hmm. which is like the goal, the Holy grail
1: of like, how do I do that? You know? And you asked me how I got into that. right? Yeah. So how did you, yeah. So basically my curiosity with Ableton and just wanting to know how to make music led me to accidentally start learning how to mix on my own because (laughs) it was just like, I was typing stuff into Google just like obsessively like, okay, how do I get this sound from this song? How do I get my bass to do this? That happened in this song, you mm-hmm. know everything from making a bass like glide a certain way, like yeah. with, with sidechain ducking or mm-hmm. like um, needing my reverb to be expressed a certain way or like delays like if I want to make a slap delay um, just just getting all this different energy like wh- how do how are people making this happen and so Google I mean I would try I'd be persistent I'd be if I, if the first search didn't work, mm-hmm. retype it yeah. in a whole different way, keep retyping and retyping it until so I find something in reddit mm-hmm. or gear gear you know yeah, that yeah. one channel yep in the youtube everything
0: else man yeah Yeah, just just last night i watched like a little i was like okay i'm gonna watch some eqing stuff on Mm -hmm. ableton and this guy was like oh yeah you can select all these different eq styles with uh, on the eq8 you know and Uh it's like this one right here you can really you can make it bigger so that it takes out all those frequencies in that spot or you can slim it way down and like i was like
1: oh my gosh and i went back you know another tip on eq8 sure right click on the uh the top part of eq eq oh yeah and turn on oversampling okay that'll that'll change the whole processing algorithm of the eq okay. to where it's like more fine tuned
0: nice yeah and so like there's just so much just to be awesome. known yeah. there's so much stuff and there's there's a lo- like you know i've i think over my years i've, I've i have like a certain workflow mm-hmm. but i've never had like i'm always like oh especially when i'm sampling like old school funk and stuff cuz i never know when i get to that final portion of boosting the sound like how is the track that I'm sampling going to react to these new EQs and compressors and limiters and stuff that I have to put on it in order to get it big to where it needs to be. Right. So that like, like I said, in this track, you know, the bass and everything, it's very punchy. It's smooth. It's mm. clean. It sounds very high quality
1: when you listen to it. Right. You know? I appreciate that. Yeah. That's how I I've And been. I should just, I could honestly pull it up mm-hmm. while we're talking just so I can kind of like express, you know, what I did a little bit more. Just leave the track there. Just leave there. <laughs> okay. I'm too
0: nervous that you're gonna like go and open that's something true. else, that's, and all of a sudden that's, that's gonna be true. gone. Like I, I just feel like, oh man, uh oh. Like should we should we mess with that? No, let's just right. leave it. That would because that would have been a good idea next yeah. time. Next, next time. time, next time. Yeah, and we'll uh, w- that way we could actually maybe have like a camera on it, so
1: you could show like what right. you're actually what you're actually doing, um, so that people and can be like, oh,
0: that's what he does. You know, because
1: what do you use to record your stuff? So to record my stuff, um, you mean like uh? A- Basically, what do you use to make music? Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. So. I got the push actually um, early on, Okay. and so very quickly I realized like piano. Here's the thing about piano: like my whole life, piano always felt old to me. It just felt like not very interesting or appealing mm-hmm. for me to use. And I got
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, you can cover the whole I, thing. I have man. hands
1: built for like three <laughs> octaves and <Yeah. with> four <laughs> octaves of piano, and it's like et phone home for because like they're, they're, they're not hard. being used.
0: I know I'm 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 all I'm all mitts, dude. Look at this. This is embarrassing, bro. I can't I can't stand next to
1: you. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm never going glove shopping with you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was always, dude, it was always frustrating for me. Even guitar, it's like I could be all over that that fret, but, you know, those things just weren't appealing to me. And then, mm-hmm. so when I started seeing these people go crazy with these drum machines, I was like, I need to figure out what these people yeah. are doing. What's interesting is I never went down the path of using a session view in Ableton until recently. Like maybe a week ago, I started trying to understand that. Mm-hmm. But the push, what sold it for me is one obviously being able to control your devices, but was that chromatic of it where you yeah. can play piano and like i'm i mean I'll, i i can freestyle on that thing for days the scales yeah yeah, yeah it's awesome the scales on the fly and mm-hmm. like, you know Ooh. and so that's what i'm making all those the, all the pads you hear all the the melodies from like the in this song there's like a a vocal melody on top of that guitar that i, I played out mm-hmm. um and so nice you know. man
0: yeah so how much like how often do you sample keys or stuff like that, or is is
1: a lot of it your own original? Playing? Mostly always mine, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. and so in the beginning, because remember yeah. I came from electronic and yeah, you know I'm reading all these forms and they're like, if you use presets, you're gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was like, everybody's Bad. like, you have to make it from and the so, from the get go. I should have yeah. mentioned that the first thing I was really using was Massive. I was okay. creating pads all the time in Massive. Every time mm-hmm. I started a new song, every single synth was a Massive pad, stab, pluck, something that I made by hand. Nice, and very so, cool. That's just how it was. Now I'm more preset heavy because it's like I could start with the preset, then mess with it. You know, yeah. it's just faster process. Mm-hmm. But.
0: Yeah, I I I remember. For me, it was just like, man, like I'm not trying to go out and like cut down the tree and like you know, and then go. I don't. I'm not trying to make a paintbrush from scratch. You know, mm-hmm. so if I got to go and use a preset synth wave, right. You know, it's like okay, I'm gonna just right. use it. Like. And you know, you know, nobody gets is, mad at me for going and buying the guitar. I don't go and, like, you know, harvest the wood and yeah. <laughs> make
1: the strings out of copper. Nobody gets mad at that. For me, it was like an ego thing I had to put aside at first because I was yeah, like, I thought it was, like, was for everybody I was too, like, though. what? Like, you, you use presets. But like, that's what separated crazy. yourself in EDM yeah. was being
0: able to make those sounds. It was a, being a sound, sound design. Yeah, because
1: especially in EDM, it's like when all these people are making their songs sing with only instruments. And a lot of people are using presets. It's mm-hmm. like, you have 20 songs with the same preset. And then yeah. It's like, and then you have you know, you know stuff like you're you said with out, Zed's Dead. Which that was point. a
0: sound. Those, like, the, the bass waves that they had almost. Dude, the,
1: the, and LFOs. Yeah. That was a big part of Zed's Dead. You saying Zed's Dead, yeah, it was LFOs because, I mean, that gave an obsession for me. Side-chaining. Like, whether it was, like, panning LFOs or just, like, basic modulation in mono, you know? First time I heard about side-chaining was when I was trying to figure out how EDM made that
0: pump you know how right. they da, da, da and, and like made it go underneath the kick and it was just like it's called sidechain compression it was the easiest thing it was like doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. good and i was just like oh like changed you know i was like oh i can do it and i spent the next two hours just like playing the oh, synth dude. just letting the kick pump behind oh, yeah. it you know that's that's just like oh i could do th-
1: maybe i could do this maybe i could do it you know um i think one thing i so what's crazy is like i didn't really when I started making music, obviously, I was trying to be, like, a, a electronic, like, DJ or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It started with being electronic, and then I was like, okay, well, I think I have to come back to DJing because all these people DJ, too. Yeah. And so, next thing you know, I'm hitting my dad up, like, I think I'm getting back into this, and this is, like, you know, seven years later after mm-hmm. I quit when I was, like, 13. Yeah. But I'm, like, giving it another shot. And so, that was interesting, and, you know, I actually rolled with, like, a little electronic uh, group for a while under uh, Izzy De Plaza, and he... He was running this thing called Cat Life. And so we were, like, trying to make these little events, fly artists out and all that. And nice. Putting ourselves on, putting other people on mm-hmm. with those shows. And then um, the transition started happening to where I was like, okay, well, hip-hop is my roots. Like, I can't even stay away from that. Half this, Most of the stuff I make is hip-hop. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, what if I started doing vocals? And so then I was like, okay, let me do – I'm going to start doing vocals as well. And then around the same time, uh, I was like, okay, well, what am I doing with school? And so there's just so many questions there. yeah, right? yeah. And so – business school wasn't working out so I switched I switched to uh Collin College from UNT to Collin College mm-hmm. to do uh, audio engineering. Nice. And so that ended up being a very clutch decision because it just ta- it changed the whole feeling of school. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in, you go from doing something cuz you feel like you have to to doing something that you like almost want to race to every day cuz yeah. like there's people there that you know know what they're talking about that that you can communicate with. Mm-hmm. um your teachers sometimes are like sometimes are very inspiring you yeah know? Mm-hmm. it's hit or miss you know yeah, course, for sure. definitely one of my my first teacher ever chris lund actually became my mentor because i started interning with him okay and he was he is and still is a uh a breakbeats garage dj nice Based out of dallas he works at rocket lab studios okay very cool and so shout out to that guy because that internship like changed everything about my mixing because this man just he's old school with it he'll like take a mixer and it's you know just classic fader mixer, mm-hmm. plugs that eighth inch in, into his computer and he's ready to go. There's mm-hmm. no audio audio interface or anything. He's using like mostly stock plugins, and he's just like racking up his plays and he's going on tour constantly. Nice, that's you know? awesome. And so it, it just shows that you can I don't know. You can make what I needed to understand there in an age where marketing makes us feel like we need <laughs> all this gear and all these different things is that you can have the very minimum and like still. Still support yourself with a career because that's all he does he he tours he sells his music he's an audio engineer he teaches at con sometimes but mm-hmm. not very often and that's it that's you that. know that's like the dream mm-hmm. for a lot of us is just the music
0: yeah what do you think is one yeah. of
1: the um what's one of the most important mixing
0: tips that you could give to somebody you know
1: as crazy as, as it sounds you know there's always that classic trust your ears you mm-hmm. know what i mean but um also i think a recent one that i've discovered is that whenever you're taking advice from somebody make sure to reference her discography and understand that some advice is biased because most people are picking up advice based on the genres that they need to mm. perform well in or that they want to perform well in. Some tips don't work as well in other genres. Yeah. And so if you keep their discography in mind, you're going to be like, okay, this is bullshit. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. You're going to say, you're going to say, okay, this is not, you know, this is not something I want, you know? So that's, that's something I've been very actively doing is like, I've I've been able to see, um how do i get this link to people by the way oh i'll show you how okay cool because people (laughs) are like asking me okay my family's asking me but no um where was i at
0: okay we're you were talking about kind of like basically basically i can't
1: being genuine in the sounds and what you're creating right and so you you just got to really trust your instinct and really get what you need and nothing else like if you feel like if you use a plugin. Mm-hmm. and this person's saying it's, and it's, a, it's an amazing plugin and you put it on the sound and then it's not doing anything Yeah, and you're working with it for 30 minutes you're not getting what you want out of it put it down, uninstall it, whatever try something different but mm-hmm. people sometimes will try to force it to, to work and the next thing you know they've made themselves believe this is such a necessary thing when it's like it's not and I've been down that road and um, you know, I guess another, another big thing is when, I just sent you the link okay cool
0: yeah, people saw me sending you the link. that first. okay, <laughs> I need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So maintaining be- that being genuine, making your sound, you know, staying, staying true to yourself. Yeah, staying true, staying true, true to that music and uh, trusting, trusting your gut. If something's yeah. not working, put it down. I'm up- fully
1: maxed. And the same thing doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Well, dude, I mean, the new track is really good. You know, I was really happy when you sent it to me. And I, I was like, you know, because I, I realized I didn't have your phone number in my phone. And I was like, well, who is this? I clicked on it. I was like, oh, it's Zay. <laughs> All right, word. Um, <laughs> I realized I didn't so, text you yet. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I went and I listened to it. And, you know, kind of like you said, is that when you send me a song, I listen to it differently than I listen to other people's music. Because I know that you are... Approaching a song in a more of an engineer aspect, you mm-hmm. know, like so when I listen to a song, like from Sanford, for instance, like Sanford's gonna send me something that's gonna sound sonically good. It's just who he is. But I'm listening kind of more for the subtle nuances that Sanford will add to his beats. For Lofty, like he's always got a tight synth or a good groove going on. So there's certain I listen to like music differently. When I listen to stuff from you, I listen to it very specifically for the the engineering aspects of like mm. okay wow these lyrics like the lyrics come through the mix everything's well balanced throughout the mix appreciate you know? that so what I want to go ahead though is get into the live performance that cool. we got planned tonight man we can do that and uh, so which track we're gonna be um we're gonna be doing your new track and once again y'all can find the homie on Spotify under Zay La Vie, Zaylavie Z A Y L A V I E um the track that he's gonna be playing is called um no soldier so uh y'all make sure to Check. tune in right now if you like what you hear make sure you guys reshare it love for the homies love for everybody out there and i did send you that link by the way so if you wanted to uh make sure your family has it go right ahead man you know and um yeah man so once again you guys can also find him on instagram you can find him on facebook and hey if you need a dj for the holidays why not hit up
2: the la Vie, for know? sure yeah hit me up for that yeah, exactly. Uh, I am a DJ. Um, also, hit up my dad for that. He <laughs> exactly.
1: just, he's been a DJ for way longer than I have been. The family um, promo, I like he it. He is finally back out here in Texas, and he's trying to get started with all that again. Sounds good, man. So,
0: All right, you ready to bump? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it, man.
1: So, once again, y'all, we've got the homie
0: Zay V right here with the track, I Am No Soldier on DentonRadio.com.
2: Let's bump it. Check, check. Check. Hey. I'm no soldier I have no story that I can say No battle scars as deep as yours, I guess I can not relate It happened so long ago, why won't it fail Oh yeah, hold up Get it <laughs> hey, Wait, 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 let me re- re- that hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Every once in a while, man it. I've been there I'm no soldier I'm no, I'm no, I'm no soldier I'm no soldier, I'm no, I'm no, ayy hey. I'm no soldier, I have no story that I can say No battle scars as deep as yours, I guess I can't relate It happened so long ago, why won't it fade? My history's so old, he wouldn't believe it if I said It still hurt, it gets worse mm, let it burn, ayy, hey. yeah, that's my curse i'm no major i wish to be a general beginning far away today is in my future escaping all the pain today why does it stay this is like a rainy day that never went away it's so sunny so how could I be so sad? Trippin' when I'm mad, got the homies feeling flat. We haven't talked a lot, but you know I never stab. What if we all make it and we live from different bags? You hear this percussion, I've been popping with the claps. What have I been doing? Well, I'm never chasing tags. Bitch, I'm just a I'd rather spend it on my track. Boy, I want the racks so I can spend them on my trap. Please don't let me die, no cap. My team ain't make it yet, take me back on the low making, backs. making backs. you can catch me on the of racks. Racks. see man i'm telling it's
0: not it even sounds good in here so now i want to talk about the apollo this processor right now because yeah. even like the way that your lyrics come through i, can, I hear like a certain like like it kind of like it really picks it up nicely
1: okay so so the oh the air right mm-hmm. so i think when you throw a gate on a song okay what's special about that is it adds silence spaces to where when that noise does come back in it's almost like a special effect okay you know so that yeah. that air that we're hearing is just is literally just the air of the room everything nice. around us but because that silence happens when it comes back in it's like a ah it's like okay. a lift nice you man. know
0: and I, I think i just might have interrupted you in the song no that's it cool it's cool <laughs> but uh i had to add you know it's cool we got to talk on the beat you know yeah exactly that's that that was nice man here let me switch you out headphones real quick cool. yeah Oh yeah, dude. Uh, like I said, it sounds good here. I like the you know that mic is, it's nice. It just sounds crisp, you know. And something that I always struggled with was, and maybe it's my mic, maybe it's just me, I don't know. But it sounds really nice coming through even live, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is a, a cool experience. And like I was telling you before you played the track, I said if these headphones, they're not really uh, super made to like take take the bass, you know, and boom. But it sounds so nice and crisp, man. You really did a good job on the track, you know. Um I really Will I mean is bass,
1: bass is like one of the hardest things to nail too. Mm-hmm. And so did you was that a guitar or keys in that track? Like so the main the main uh the loop pl- is actually a guitar that okay. a homie played. Oh nice. And okay. So and I mean he's a real one. He actually just sent me a whole new sample pack. That's great, uh, dude. He's part of this old group called Basecamp. Okay. And uh, Sweet. I actually met them when they were on like a tour nice in, in Austin and That's they became there. like a cool connect. Very cool, man. Very yeah. cool.
0: Well, yeah, man, I mean, I think that you know, I I don't get and see. That's what I mean is, I don't get to hear you singing stuff a lot. You mm. know, so when I do, I'm like, oh, dude, this is nice. It's different. I appreciate it's that. Refre- it's refreshing. And honestly, dude, it's I'd it's good love to have hear homies. Full, yeah, I'd love to hear a full yeah. album one day, man. Or of even course, just an yeah. EP, five tracks. You know, give me three tracks. Give me two, more than one, man. Come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I, dude, I'm trying to I'm trying to do it. Especially that's what's up, man. Come 2020, you know, we got a all on that 2020 clear vision. Big, big on plans. No way.
0: Big big things coming in 2020. Not well, sure. my man, thank you so much again for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate Blast having you on once again, folks. We got the homie Zay live V. Make sure you go listen to his track "I'm No Soldier" on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you can find the fine sounds of music. They will be there, uh, folks. We gonna we, we're gonna go now. We're gonna go, but we have Ellie Bell and the Denton Vibe coming up next. So y'all stick around right here on DentonRadio.com. I'll see you next week.
1: Peace. Peace.